You're listening to the Peak Annual Wellness Podcast with Dr. Jeffrey Epstein. Thank you for listening to the Peak Annual Wellness Center Podcast. My name is Chris, and we're here with Dr. Jeff Epstein. Jeff, how are you doing today? Good, Chris. Great day. Yes, yes, it is. And it looks, it seems like our panel keeps growing every podcast. Uh, this is really great. We've got uh, six of us here in the room. Uh, we're here at uh, Senior Helpers today. And so we've got a really great panel, starting with a return guest, Liz Craven. Thank you, Liz. Hi. Yes. And uh, she is the co owner of ProAd Media and the publisher of the Polk Elder Care Guide. And if you didn't hear that episode with Liz, you're going to have to go back and listen to it because it was a good one. It was awesome. Yes. Uh, next, we've got George Geraldo, yes. the uh, owner of uh, Senior Helpers here in Lakeland. Uh, George, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, thank you for the opportunity to be here with this wonderful group. I know you're doing some wonderful things for our seniors in our community, and I'm glad to be invited to this. A little bit about myself. I was born in New Jersey and been down here in Florida now for 13 years and proud owner of Senior Helpers in Polk County for 10 of those years and really just looking to fit into the group here and make sure that we're finding the right solutions for our seniors, which is very important. I have an important question for you before we start. Are you related to Geraldo Rivera? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Distant <laughs> cousin, maybe not. not <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, next, we have uh, Tasha Saka, and she is the president of Better Living for Seniors, and you work at uh, Brookdale Highlands. Yep, that's right. Awesome. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, well, I'm from Miami, um, so I've been in Winter Haven for about, I think it's 10 years now, which is kind of scary to think about that. <laughs> um, I did my undergrad in psychology and Spanish, and then I did my master's at USF in gerontology. So basically, I was built to do this. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. And uh, last but certainly not least, we have Randall Munsters from Perfections Computer Services. Is that right? That's correct. Awesome. Yes, Randall, thanks for being here. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, actually, uh, I'm from the northern states as well, originally. Uh, up from Michigan and, and also across the seas over in the Netherlands. And then down here for quite a while. Started Perfection, now will be 31 years ago. But uh, we've been definitely in with all the different communities. It's hard being perfect for that long. (laughs) You have to be a perfectionist. There's very few people that know how how to handle that. And I'm kind of thinking you and I are maybe one of the only few people that know that. But go ahead. (laughs) I'm not going to touch that. (laughs) And um, perfection. So who who does perfection service? Uh, Actually, we do have different types of uh, communities that we work with. But one of the... uh, facets that we work with is with the senior community, and we do quite a few things with technology and seniors. Great, great, very great. Well, Jeff, would you like to start us off here? Yeah, um, I had a question um, first for Randall. Um, What got you interested in the senior community? I mean, you do computers and technical and technology kind of stuff, I think, and what what got you interested in serving the senior community or, or and actually serving the community through us? Because I know you support a lot of us in Better Living for Seniors, and you enable us to do what we do. Um, but what got you interested in this, in this area? Uh, actually, it turned out to be a client that was quite some time ago, uh, which was a senior community. 
and they were looking to see how we could be able to have the people within that uh, particular assisted living, how they could be able to communicate better. And uh, it was something that I wanted to take on as a task. And we've been perfecting that for a while now, and we're getting close on that. But we also, uh, I saw greater need as my mother also got older and was able to see about more how the need was there. In other words, what facets were really necessary. Like with technology, people who can't see as well, get around as well, you kind of can um, give them the ability to, to see or communicate with technology or even move around better. Is that, or not move around as much, but just communicate? Yes. With technology? Uh, should they have a problem with vision, we have things that will read to them. We have things that if they are hearing, that they can be able to see the information better. And we also have ways of seeing about using video and such to be able to engage the senior community. That sounds great. That sounds great. And, you know, George, um, when you're out in, in, in the people's homes and um, and, and your um, uh, social workers and case managers are out. What, what do you find are some of the special challenges, especially with the patients who are kind of, or the, you know, our seniors who are kind of, um, you know, at home, they're, at, they're staying at home, you're helping them stay at home, and you really, you, you know, if you can keep them there, that's the best thing for them as long as possible. And, and we'll talk about, you know, when they have to go to, um, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, with Tasha and how she provides that care. But what are the special challenges and how do we, how do we keep them in the home? And, and, and tell us a little bit about what you guys do because I think it's really Absolutely. incredibly important. Thank you so much for that time. So really what happens with our families, a lot of times they're not really wanting that care. They're fighting sometimes to say, you know what, I'm independent. And I can see that. We, and I have two small kids at home. I can see as they're fighting for their independence at that young age. Every one of us here are able to feed ourselves, walk, go to the bank, take care of ourselves. Imagine getting to that point where it's hard to remember where you left something or you're unable to actually get up from a chair. We easily get up. We don't even think about it. We just do it. So they're fighting for their independence. Bringing in outside agencies such as senior helpers is challenging for them. And I could picture myself at that point that I'm like, you know what? I don't know that I can do these things on my own, but I want to keep trying. So our goal as senior helpers with our certified nursing assistants or home health aides is to aid them in that independence. And that's just what they need, not necessarily doing everything for them because we don't want to take over their entire life. We want to come in and pick and choose the areas and, and create that plan of care specifically for them. Could be maybe the cleaning is an issue for them. Maybe it's remembering to take their medications. Since we are dementia experts, that's an area that we really spend a lot of time on with our families is making sure that we understand their disease process, how it's progressing, um, not necessarily diagnosing per se, but understanding the behaviors behind the, the, the disease both dementia and Parkinson's. And it's really understanding what, the, what they need and then what the kids need. Because a lot of times the children are spread out throughout the country and that's where they're calling us saying, hey, mom, I don't know, I went down for Thanksgiving. It's not the same. Something's going on. And that's our job to come in now and, and protect that individual, keep them safe, and then obviously be the eyes and ears for the children that are out of town. So it's a challenge at times, but we love what we do. Uh, that's awesome. And do you, do you go into assisted living facilities and independent living facilities like Atasha? Um, your, um, your facility, I think, does all levels of care, uh, starting with independent? We, we can take independent. We do assisted living, and we have a memory care community as well. And we do partner with senior helpers, actually. So they're able to kind of help you know, maintain for those that want to stay more independent and just need a little tiny bit of help here and there or just need a friend to take them on an outing. 
So that's really where we lean on people like senior helpers. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's an area that we can step into. Sometimes even someone in a hospital setting, they want to have someone there for their loved one so that they have that one-on-one attention and we can provide an aid at that level. We can really go wherever that client needs us in assisted living, in a memory care hospital, their home setting, wherever they need us overall. That's awesome. And, and, and Tasha, um, I want you to comment on this and then and George, um, uh, um, I want you to comment as well. Absolutely. But you, you have people who are kind of, you know, um, maybe on the borderline. Like, what is it that George comes in to do that's, that's so important? And then what is it that once um, uh, they're, they're not able to do that, what do you provide at your facility that's above and beyond because it's a higher level of care? Um, well, at assisted livings, you know, we're really looking at that whole environment. So really, you know, if they can't have George and his team in there 24 seven, um, and they need that support system and that safety net, that's where a lot of the families really want to lean towards us. Um, you know, we just offer a lot more than that socialization. So a lot of the times, some of the issues when seniors are in their homes is getting isolated. Um, so just maintaining that network of friends and just having a good time. We really focus big on quality of life, and that's where um, George and his team can come in and help us. Like we said before, you know, if they're at the hospital and they need that one-on-one attention, then that's who we're going to drive to get in there to really help them out, especially, you know, with our Alzheimer's and dementia residents or clients. And Liz, um, can you tell us for a minute about how you're um, your, your booklet um, helps people choose the right place or at least come to somebody like Tasha and have the right kind of questions or come like somewhat informed or even pick out a, a home care agency like George's. How does your, um, in addition to just listing everybody and having it in a really great, easy way to find, like I think there's some other stuff that you do in there that helps people find the right places and the right people and resources. Absolutely. Well, Elder Care Guide was born out of necessity because this was a, a situation that our own family was faced with. And what we recognized very quickly was that education was super important. People have to know what they're looking for before they can look for it. And so in the Elder Care Guide, you find education first. That's the first part of every section. You'll find a section for assisted living, for independent living, for home care, for a nursing home. Each of those sections begins with education about what that type of care means. So that way, if somebody's reading about assisted living, for instance, maybe they really need nursing care. But, but once they read that section, they're going to say, yes, that's the type of care I need, or no, I need to look at a different section. Um, once they have determined the type of care they're looking for, then we walk them through the, the process of evaluating and choosing. We give some worksheets in there that they can use to evaluate their top three choices. We provide complete directories of every single um, organization here in Polk County. So every home care, every ALF, every nursing home, they're all listed in there. So they can look at that geographically or they can go on referrals or just what they found in the phone book if that's what they'd like. Tell us, tell us about a recent experience, which I just heard about, which was awesome, where you actually got to connect with the social workers at the hospital, and now they're going to have your booklet so they can be better informed about what's out here. So when the patients leave the hospital and get into the community, they might be able to better find the right kind of resources. Absolutely. You know, social workers are unsung heroes for sure. Um, they're busy people. They're handling an awful lot with just a little bit of time. And 
so connecting with them is so very important because they need the resources. They need to be able to easily communicate to their families what's available. So um, today we were at the social workers event, their annual luncheon where they give out awards and, and just get to take a, a few minutes to breathe and celebrate what they're doing. Connected with um, quite a few social workers from around the county, but specifically with Lakeland Regional, who in the past we've, we've had a little difficulty being able to deliver directly to them. Um, now we can do that again, which is really a great thing. It's a tool for them to make their jobs easier. It's a tool for the families to make a crisis a little bit less scary, and it's good for the community at large. That's a great story. Um, before I turn it back to Chris, I want to ask each of you to think of one tip. If you could give one tip to somebody in the community, whether they're you know aging themselves and they need help, or whether it's the son or the daughter or a relative, somebody who's having trouble, what would that one tip be with regards to, you know, how to find the best care or, you know, I don't, just, just to kind of make sure that you're, you're, you're getting the information you need to get the right kind of help for yourself or uh, for your loved ones? And, and we'll start Absolutely. with George. Absolutely. One of the things that we find with our families is many times it's reacting. That phone call to our office is, mom fell, broke her hip, I don't know what to do next. And our tip is always to families that we talked to a little bit early is if we can, even one month earlier, we're there, we're making sure they're taking their medications, they're drinking enough water, they're seeing their primary care physician, they're getting out and socializing. And even that one month can prevent so much chaos and financial burden down the road. So my one tip typically is if you have a loved one that you think might need some care, reach out. Reach out to your primary care physician, pick up the elder care guide and look for resources. Just try to be informed and try to stay ahead of it versus being reactive. I mean, things happen. Unfortunately, accidents will happen. But someone that's just maybe lonely, needs a little bit of extra support, that'll make a huge difference in their life. You know, I think that's a great tip. And, and in this um, town, and I think in others, there's an organization called Senior Connection. That's no charge. You call them with any problem, they will be able to direct you to the right kind of resources. And so if someone needs home care, they can direct them to George or some other you know, they, they can't steer them, but they can say, hey, here's some good places you can check into. And once they get to someone like George, then that, they take it from there and then the person gets the right kind of care. Uh, Liz, what, what do you, what do you, uh, well, actually, let, let me go to Tasha first. Oh, no, let me go to, um, this is really tough being the host, picking who to go to. They're all, <laughs> they're all so smart and charming and good looking. Let me go to um, um, Randall, because I haven't heard his voice for a while. Um, what, what, what's your biggest tip? And then we'll go to Tasha, and then we'll go to Liz, and then back to Chris. <laughs> ah, we've got the order. I'm always planning. I uh, do want to say uh, one of the things that we don't uh, particularly uh, pay attention to is safety and security. And that's not only in the senior community, but to everyone in general. And this is where I would say, unless it's originated that you do some communications with any company or person. Be very wary. Do not hand out information. Even if it looks legitimate, it's a good possibility it's not. Always be the originator on the calls or communications. Great. Thank you. Tasha, what do you think? I mean, I definitely agree with George. He kind of took my, <laughs> you know, being proactive rather than reactive. Um, but I think kind of just doing what feels right. So when families come in in a reactive state, um, 
I want them to do what feels right, what makes you comfortable, what feels like home. And it was the same advice they gave when we were looking at sororities for Rush. I mean, you know, do where you feel like you can sit on the couch, enjoy a meal, and just be with people that care about you. And it'll be the same. You're going to do what feels right. That works for our influencers of our families. And it works for the residents themselves because ultimately this is where they're going to be living and this is their home. So we want them to be comfortable and be in a nice, secure place where they feel good. That's awesome. And Tasha, you know, you might have said this before, but let me ask you again. You know, you told us about, you know, your Spanish background and your uh, background in psychology. But how did you end up in, in uh, senior care and, you know, doing what you do, taking care of our seniors? In gerontology? <laughs> um, I just really saw the need for it. Um, it was a demographic that I felt like was growing very rapidly. Um, definitely in the psychology background, we were learning a lot about Alzheimer's and dementia, and we were just kind of touching on it, and that's where it really kind of sparked my interest. I just wanted a place where I could be useful and really make a difference and help, and I saw that with the aging population. And how did you become president of Better Living for Seniors at such a young age? Um, I don't know about young. I appreciate the young age comment, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started Better Living for Seniors when I was still in grad school, so before I even got on the working scene. I mean, I've known... <laughs> I've known you guys for quite a few years, yeah, (laughs) since I was still in grad school. But um, yeah, just putting in the time and just getting to know everybody through networking and so many opportunities have come to me from Better Living for Seniors and I really just owe my whole career to them and just really thankful. So I just wanted to give back. Liz? Yes, well, you know, great minds think alike. And um, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. It's better to know and not need it than to need it and not know. So educating oneself on what's available, being aware of what comes next in your life, those are things that are so important. So my advice to families always, you know, actually we market a lot to people who are my age for caring for mom and dad because it's important for us to know what, what's coming next. If we can do that well and we can be prepared and we have the resources we need on hand when crisis arises, and it will, we know exactly what to do. We have a plan. You know that that elder care guide or other resources might be in the kitchen drawer just waiting. And But we know. We know where to go for it. So crisis comes, boom, your resources are there. It makes it a little less scary, a little less overwhelming. Sounds like everybody needs uh, the elder care guide. Yes, sir. And the... <laughs> And the peak annual wellness visit report. Yes. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Yep. From Peak Annual Wellness Center, www.peakawc.com. <laughs> Chris, back to you. You know, all of you bring such a unique uh, flavor to the community, uh, and you're filling the gaps that you've seen were missing. But what do you see? And I think you guys were talking about this a little bit before the show. Um, what do you see that's missing right now with all these gaps filled in in such a great community that actually, you know, shows and is proactive about caring? What's still the shortcoming? That is a, I think that's a really great question. And um, first, I want to say that our community, Polk County, is amazing. I, I can't even say enough about the people in this community who recognize 
deficiencies in our community and say, I'm going to do something about it. Um, there are people stepping up to the plate every single day. And more than that, people collaborating in, in a way that you don't see in a lot of communities, especially the business community. And George has been a leader in that respect here in, in inviting competitors, direct competitors in mm -hmm. to partner, to do things that are good for our community. Um, so that's the first thing I'll say. But because of that kind of environment, there are a lot of things in the works. We're missing a senior center. We're missing a place that people can go to find all of the resources that they need and connect with organizations they need to be connected to, um, to be enabled to live a more independent life, to live independent longer, and to stay healthier longer, and empower them to take care of themselves rather than having to rely on other people. Sometimes the ability to remain independent is when you're educated and you understand what, what there is for you. You know, if somebody doesn't know something's available, they're going to have to reach out for some help somewhere. So empowering people to care for themselves by educating them is what the aim would be. It would take care of socializing because there would be programs there people could go and take advantage of. We would pull in um, partners from all around the community, Senior Connection Center, what an amazing organization. They are very well trained to help people find the resources that they need. So you would find all of these different nonprofits and for-profit companies who serve seniors in one location together, pulling all those resources into place that people could take advantage of at will and make it a fun place that they can go to for socialization, for classes, for nutrition, for exercise, all kinds of great stuff. So that's the vision. Um, it is a vision that will come to fruition, hopefully, early next year, um, working on that with um, age-friendly cities. Working with that vision, um, what's, you know, what are those, who are those catalysts that help to bring this along? Is this a public thing? Is this a private thing? Is this a public-private thing? Or how, do, how does somebody get started? How, if somebody catches on to the vision that you just described to us and they want to be a part how, how do they do that? Sure. It's the, well, the age-friendly Lakeland and age-friendly Winter Haven are, um, both cities are involved in the program. The age-friendly cities program is through the World Health Organization and AARP. And basically what it is, it's a commitment by a city to be age-friendly, not just friendly to seniors, not just friendly to families with young children, but to create a city that people can live intergenerationally together um, and succeed. And so basically the program requires that a city spends a year or so surveying its residents to find out what the residents are thinking. Are, do you like what we have? Is there something you want to see that's different? Are our parks okay? Is um, our, our roads okay? Transportation, food, you know, access to information. What is it that people are looking for? After you go through that survey process, then you spend a little bit of time in some strategic planning. And from there, you come out with a strategic plan of action that you will commit to seeing through over the next three to five years. And then once that cycle finishes, you start all over again and you resurvey. So this is something that um, the city has made a commitment to support the efforts. Um, it began as a project of Lakeland Vision, um, and um, Winter Haven is also doing this, and Carrie Harrington of All About Aging is leading that effort and doing a fantastic job. Um, 
So Lakeland Vision approached the RAF Center, who locally provides a lot of education and advocacy and all of those things that we envision, they really envisioned it first years ago and um, have, on a small scale, put that into play. They serve five or 600 seniors a year, um, and they do a really good job at what they do. We vision that as going from five to 600 seniors a year to 10,000 seniors a year. You know, how many people can we serve in this community by putting our efforts together and growing it exponentially? So um, that's, you know, if someone wanted to get involved, they could contact Lakeland Vision, um, they could contact the Rath Center, they could contact us at Folk Elder Care Guide. Anyone sitting in this room could connect them to the right people. But we, we are going to need a lot of help. This is something that is happening and happening rapidly. Um, you know, we're still in the planning stages, so I can't, I don't have any details for you right now, but I do know that we are very excited about making that vision a reality. It's the leaders in the senior community for at least the last 10 years maybe more. We've been talking about this. And so it's kind of exciting to see our community coming together to make something like that happen. Awesome. Um, and so, you know, so you, you know, we talked last time about how you guys work with the city and how they're, you know, very enthusiastic about, you know, what you guys do and just in general, uh, just the different things that are happening with a vision like that. What is, I mean, is, you know, it hasn't really started, you know, materializing completely, but is that a five-year thing? Is that a 10-year thing? What, what does that look like on a conservative basis? Um, it's really hard to say because we are at the very beginning stages of that. Um, if I could snap my fingers and put everything into place, I would love to say that in 2019, that, that will be a reality. You know, in one way, shape, or form, we'll be providing um, access to information. But you know, when, when you're looking at the whole process of, of searching for and renovating facilities and, and all that comes along with throwing something like that together, it might take a little longer. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, I know Tasha right now is thinking, how do I fit into all of this? <laughs> is that your question? Yes. Well, um, I mean, if we did have, you know, her vision and all of our vision of the senior center, you know, where they have classes, balance classes. I just feel like it would add just another layer of quality of life for our seniors in the area, whether they live with me or live at home or you have George's people coming in there for them um, or with safety stuff from him, you know, to be able to read and listen and do everything. So it just adds another quality of life and it'll bring people here. And, um, is this a center that is, is this a county center? Is this a city center in Lakeland or is it in Winter Haven? Or would there be, you know, micro centers in these different cities throughout the county? That is a great question. Um, initially, what we're working on is for Lakeland. But um, I know that the Winter Haven group, through conversation, you know, there, there is um, that thought that once we get each of our cities in a good position that we can then be an age-friendly Polk County. Um, that is the long-term vision, and we're so excited about that because to have a group working the same direction that we are and with the same train of thought as we are, you know, they, it's, it's just going to make for positive things all the way around. And can you imagine for people who come here to winter and they want to volunteer, they want to be involved, 
you've got this fantastic network that allows them to live an active lifestyle, whether they're here for the winter or they're here year round. They have volunteer opportunities. We could perhaps bring some intergenerational activities together through um, a place like that. I, th I think it's just phenomenal. So there would be um, a program that would put champions in each neighborhood in the city. Because many times you have neighborhoods where the, the residents, they don't want to leave their neighborhood. They want to stay right there. So we could educate and train champions from each neighborhood to then go and deliver those the information and, and um, programming yes. to people right in their own neighborhoods. So that is part of the vision, too. And, of course, that's going to require uh, a great amount of advocacy. And we have a lot of that advocacy here in Lakeland. What does the Winter Haven advocacy look like for seniors there? Are they really being represented? I think so. I mean, um, between both programs, I've kind of worked in both. That's why she <laughs> looked over here. Um, I think, you know, Lakeland is a little more ahead, but it, you know, it's a bigger city. There's more things here, um, but Winter Haven's catching right up. So the demographic is there in all of Polk County. The aging demographic is there. So it's there. We're, I think we're serving it. We're gaining speed. And I have to say the city of Winter Haven has been phenomenal in the age-friendly process. And they have an extremely active senior center um, that, that um, partners with a lot of local organizations and provides a lot of um, programming for their seniors. Yeah, I've been there. And Jackie uh, does a great job with Jennifer and some other people. It's, it's a great model um, to look at. Like Randall, I'm like a technology geek. And I'm wondering, you know, with all this stuff going on on the ground face-to-face, -face, we have a center, we have connectivity, like how does technology factor in? And can technology take people even outside of uh, this community to, to their relatives in the north or the south or the east? How, and are you going to have like a technology, and, I'll, and then I'll get it back to, um, to Liz, but is there going to be like a place in the center where they can like walk into a booth and like go all over the place in the world? through the magic of technology. That's a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's not only in being able to uh, communicate with loved ones from anywhere within the country, the world and even, but also to be able to enjoy things that they might not be able to enjoy otherwise. Uh, things that could be very debilitating that you cannot do airplane flights or so. Now you could be able to do virtual walking through Jerusalem anything that might be something that was like a bucket list that you've always wanted to do and this gives you an avenue to be able to do it IT gives you a lot more expansion as to what the world can offer and is it true that if they're in Lakeland uh, you can actually get them to Disneyland within an hour without taking a plane <laughs> if they can get to the center fast enough then they can be able to do that awesome not Disneyland Disney World Ah, yes. I, I was going to say, uh, we're always looking at the different types of transportation as well. So, yeah. And I know Lakeland's very heavy into that uh, aspect of it as well. Tell me a little bit more about that, the transportation. Actually, I think uh, Liz might be actually better as to <laughs> what's happening. Transportation has always been a really tricky one. Um, our, we had a, recently, what, about a year or two ago, a referendum um, to have some additional taxes to provide for some transportation, but our community did not support that. So transportation tends to be one of the biggest problems that seniors face, um, which is why I believe that mindset has changed 
Um, where before people would say, I need transportation. I need to figure out how to get here or there. And they still do to some degree, but we're hearing that conversation shift to, I need things brought into my community. I need services. I need information. Um, you know, they want the mobile um, hearing unit to come out. They want the mobile medical doctors to come out because they can't, they know that transportation is off the table for them. Um, Elder Point Ministries does a phenomenal job of assisting our seniors with transportation. Um, Visti does a phenomenal job mm -hmm. of assisting our seniors with transportation. Citrus Connection. Um, so between those three and some other independents, our seniors get around when necessary. Those medical practices that have opened up recently that are like concierge practices, they can do lots of great things. They will provide transportation to and from the doctor for their patients. What are some of the um, practices? Uh, dedicated Senior Health Care, Reliance Medical Care, Miami Beach Medical Group, which has two new locations. Um, who am I missing? Those are the three that, that come off to uh, the top of my head. IMA is another one. You see their buses around town. They go, they pick those patients up, they bring them to their wellness centers. So it's not just to go to the doctor. It's to come on over for some yoga. You know, let's have a nutrition cooking class. Let's have a fitness class, a balance class. Um, those are the types of things that we're seeing because transportation is an issue uh, there are people who've figured out how to take advantage of that, and that has benefited both the seniors and the practices themselves. George, uh, Liz was mentioning earlier about getting those neighborhood champions, you know, discovered and uh, really taking an effort and uh, an initiative. How do, we, how do we advocate for those people or empower those people to be those neighborhood champions for our seniors? I think an important part is that education piece. It's finding those individuals that have that drive to want to help others. If we kind of handpick those individuals along the way, obviously depending on where they live, that, that might be the right folks to kind of drive that home to some of the other individuals that can't get out. Because what we find is there's a few folks in, a, let's say, a 55-plus community. There's a few individuals in there that kind of know what's going on with all their neighbors. And a lot of them are kind of shut in, in a sense. They're homebound, unable to get out. So if they can't get out, they're really not able to get to the Better Learn for Seniors meetings or, or pick up one of the guides, the elder care guides, so they don't have the information. So finding the individual that, in a sense, is kind of tapped into some of the others at home, they can step in and make a big difference there. Well, that sounds really great, and uh, we hope that everybody listening uh, would become a neighborhood champion for seniors and a real advocate uh, for those who came before us. And I want to thank all of you for being here, uh, and Dr. Jeff, thank you, and George, thank you for hosting us here at Senior Helpers. It's been awesome. We've had, uh, I, I, mean, I don't know where we'll end up next. You know, we've been at the <laughs> Chamber of Commerce, and now we're here at Senior Helpers, and maybe we're, we're planning, actually, a, a much larger panel uh, hopefully uh, at one of the universities around here uh, wow, to talk great. about uh, these topics and mental health and different things that people just need to be made even more aware of. And I wish we could go on for another hour, <laughs> but it's, it's been great to have all of you here. Uh, let's go around the table, starting with George. Uh, where can people find more information about you guys? Thank you so much. www.seniorhelpers.com. And our main phone number is 863 686 7333. Polkeldercare.com. And you can look through this guide page by page online digitally. Um, if you'd like a printed copy, we can mail one to you or you can pick one up at one of many locations around town. 
And of course, we're in this guide as well. So um, we've got our website. So Brookdale's are all over the country. So if you just want to search there, we're specifically at Brookdale Highlands. So you can check us out on the web, check us out on Facebook. Our phone number is 863-701-7820. And I've, I've been there. What a friendly place. What a great staff. Thank you. Totally agree. We had uh, a meeting there before, and it is a wonderful place Got to visit and take a look. It uh, is a good place to try out and take a look, too. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, perfection You're is also in, in the uh, guide, <laughs> so we didn't want to miss out. That's an opportunity we just had to be part of. And uh, otherwise, as it's stated in there, perfection is actually spelled a little differently. It's like the purr of a cat, P-U-R-R. F-E-C-T-I-O-N-C-S-I.com. What's the CSI stand for? It stands for Computer Services Incorporated, but it's also easy to because everybody knows CSI as the TV action. <laughs> and do you, do you do stuff directly with the seniors, or do you only work through other companies or, or supporting companies? Actually, some of the initiatives that we're doing is being able to visit different uh, communities, senior communities, and bring them some of this information in person. So one of the aspect that we cover is the safety security, but we also bring in people that are and for hearing or for uh, how the transportation, things of that nature, so that they can be able to learn more while in their own communities. So if it's anything to have to do with technology, it's uh, get in touch with Randall and he'll figure it out and he'll hook you up with everybody else and everything else. Cool. Awesome. And you can find uh, all of the links to all of the guests here and the businesses and organizations they represent on our website at peakawc.com. Also in the show notes at Apple Podcasts and other places. Uh, this is Chris from Peak Annual Wellness Center with Dr. Jeff Epstein, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information or to schedule your annual wellness visit, please visit us online at peakawc.com. That's P-E-A-K-A-W-C dot com.